Welcome to the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show. Cup of Joe Wrestling Show? With Joey Harris. A podcast for the wrestling fan on the go. So take your favorite beverage of choice and join Joey as he takes a look at some of the biggest shows on the WWE Network. Welcome to the Cup Show Wrestling Show. I am your host, Joey Harris. This is the podcast for the wrestling fan on the go. So take your favorite beverage of choice as we look at some of the biggest shows on the WWE Network. How was your week, everyone? Let me tell you about mine. For the past few weeks, I have been exercising. I have been watching what I eat. I'm trying. Was trying to lose some weight because I had a nutritionist appointment a few years ago. I went for a regular checkup from my doctor and I had a slightly higher A1C blood sugar. I was pre-diabetic. It wasn't bad, but I got referred to a nutritionist. We talked about exercise and getting on a diet and a, a good eating plan. And so that is what I have been doing and dropped some weight. In fact, I was so good. My A1Cs since have been going down that this was the last time that I had to visit the nutritionist. She released me and told me to follow up as needed. So I decided a few weeks ago at my job, I was talking with some people and it got on sodas that we enjoy, different things that we enjoy, and it turned around that occasionally I like a good root beer, uh, but I particularly like A&W, and we talked about the pros and cons of different root beer, and that got us talking about A&W, and A&W root beers on draft, and then the A&W restaurants, and how good their cheeseburgers can be. And so shortly thereafter, have you ever gotten something in your head, and then you have to have it? I really wanted an A&W cheeseburger and a root beer. And so I Googled it, and the closest one to me, from me, was 130 miles away in Canada. So I decided after I had my nutritionist appointment, my gift to myself was going to be, I was going to go enjoy a burger and fries and a root beer at the A&W in Canada. I told a few people about it, that I was looking forward to it. We were on a break at my work, uh, the school I work for. It is our annual February break. And so I was not going to be as busy as I normally would be. That was my treat to myself after my nutritionist appointment. So everyone thinks I'm crazy, but they're like, go enjoy yourself. And we all have a good laugh about it. So my wife is visiting family this week. I dropped her off at the airport and told her I loved her. I'll talk to her later. I will check in to keep me apprised of where she was and grab my passport and drove to Canada. Again, everybody thinks I'm crazy. We all have a good laugh about it. The Border Patrol does not think it's funny. There was a higher than usual average of cars crossing the border. And my perfectly legitimate story about, I just want to go enjoy a cheeseburger and a root beer, they thought was strange. 
and they asked for me to pull over. And so I did. And they inspect my truck. And then they put me in an interrogation room. And they talked to me about my wonderful plan of going to Canada to have a cheeseburger and a root beer. I was starting to regret some of my life's choices, but I was in it to win it at this point. And I convinced the guy. He went through my phone. My wife and I had texted each other about me going to Canada for a cheeseburger and a root beer. And finally he let me go. And so I drove 10 more miles or so and finally made it to the A&W. Went inside, ordered my burger and some fries and a nice original root beer that they poured from draft into a frosted mug. And this root beer was made with cane sugar. And so I had my burger, which was really good. I had my fries, which were okay. But that root beer, that root beer was worth it. And then since I had driven to Canada, been interrogated, I had to make the trip worth it. I went back for another burger, a smaller burger called the Buddy Burger, and they had peach turnovers. So I got me a Buddy Burger and I got me a peach turnover. And those were really worth it. I sat there for a few minutes enjoying my burger, my peach turnover, and the remains of my A&W original root beer made with cane syrup in a frosted mug. And it was all worth it. On the way back, I figured I'm getting into another room, but the guy just checked my truck, checked the back of it, asked me a few questions, including had I been to mainland China in the past six weeks? Welcome to the coronavirus. And let me go. Took about six hours all together. But that burger, that turnover, and that root beer was all worth it. Today we're looking at the Saturday night's main event from March of 1988. This was Saturday night's main event. Number 15 was broadcast on NBC on March the 12th, 1988. It was taped March the 7th. 1988 from the Nashville Municipal Auditorium in Nashville, Tennessee. Randy Savage says that there's no room in the danger zone for the million dollar man. Ted DiBiase says tonight you'll see what he brings to the ring and it's worth its weight in gold. Bruce Beefcake says he has a hair raising match coming up with Greg Valentine. Slick in the one man gang said Ken Patera is going to do what he does best. Lose. Bobby Heenan and Harley Ray say that tonight Hulk Hogan will be on his knees bowing to the king. Hulk Hogan says, No way, tonight Harley Race will be crowned. And we go to our opening credits. 
Vince McMahon and Jesse Ventura welcome us. And Jesse says, Vince is a redneck. They talk about the main event and go over tonight's card. Then we have a flashback to the main event. Mean Gene Oberlin is interviewing Jimmy Hart and Greg Valentine. They say Brutus Beefcake is no match for Greg Valentine, who they say carried the dream team. Then they go to ringside. Mean Gene then interviews Brutus Beefcake, who says he can cut it in the ring. Lots more hair and cutting puns follow this, but I will spare you the blow-by-blow. Brutus Beefcake versus Greg Valentine with Jimmy Hart. A shoving contest to start. Beefcake wears a lot of mesh. Valentine flops well. Valentine then gains control. He puts the figure four on, but they are too close to the ropes and Beefcake gets out. The honky-tonk man comes to ringside. He taunts Beefcake, who he will face at WrestleMania. Valentine pummels Beefcake. Beefcake gets the sleeper on Valentine. They both tumble outside. Jimmy Hart goads Beefcake to chase him, and Valentine takes advantage. Back in, Valentine back suplexes Beefcake, who gets his shoulder up as they both go down and wins. He then cuts some of Valentine's hair. Mean Gene then interviews Bobby Heenan and Harley Race. Heenan says he was the force behind Andre the Giant stripping Hogan of the title, and now Hogan is going to bow down before the king. They then head to the ring. Mean Gene then interviews Hulk Hogan. He says Hulkamania will never die, and Harley Race is the only thing in his way as he heads towards WrestleMania. Hulk Hogan versus King Harley Race with Bobby Heenan. Hogan chases Heenan. Race attacks early. Hogan is punk. Nobody sells, like Harley Race says. Race is then clotheslined out and hits the ringside table. Race takes over. They fight outside. Hogan is blatantly cheating at one point with choking Race with his wrist tape, but he's breaking before the five count. They roll in and out, continuing to fight. Heenan tries to interfere. Race attacks and hits a nice belly-to-belly suplex. This is Hogan's best televised match in a while. Race gets Hogan on a table and goes to headbutt him. Hogan moves, and this is the legendary bump that helped accelerate the end of Harley Race's in-ring career. Back in, Race hits the top rope headbutt, but then Hogan halts up. He hits the leg drop and pins Race. Hogan then goes after Heenan, who runs. Then Hogan must pose. Mean Gene interviews the million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase, and Virgil. DiBiase says it's politics as to why he doesn't have the belt, but he'll take care of that at WrestleMania 4. He says he has destroyed Hulkamania, and no one is more macho than him. They then go to the ring. Flashback to the main event where Randy Savage paraded Elizabeth around the ring. Mean Gene then interviews Randy Savage, who says madness is worth more than money, and that Elizabeth is his platinum doll. Randy Savage with Miss Elizabeth versus Ted DiBiase with Virgil. Andre the Giant comes out. He's been Ted DiBiase's insurance policy. He's going to be in DiBiase's corner. DiBiase attacks early. He taunts Liz. Then Mime says he's going to be the champion. DiBiase hits Savage, but Savage comes back. Andre whispers something to DiBiase. DiBiase takes over. The crowd is into Savage. DiBiase kicked to the outside. Savage pulled out. They fight outside. 
Andre distracts Savage while Virgil hits him from behind. Virgil then gets ejected by the referee. Back in, DiBiase takes over. Savage keeps fighting back. He throws DiBiase outside and hits the double axe handle. Andre attacks Liz, who then leaves ringside. Andre then starts brutally chopping Savage. There's no chop. As good as Ric Flair is, there's no chop, I bet, that hurt like an Andre chop. Probably just because he did not know his own strength. DiBiase distracts the referee while this is happening, then tells the ref to count Savage out. He does, and Virgil comes back, and they attack Savage. Hulk Hogan then comes out with a chair. The heels run, and Hogan and Liz help Savage to the back. The killer bees then make their way to the ring. Now, I am no fan of bees. I know a lot of people that are deathly allergic to bees, and I take that very seriously. I have never been able to take the killer bees seriously in my life. Jesse Ventura interviews Bobby Heenan and the Islanders. Bobby has on headgear and a leash. His tribute to Wild Kingdom. The Killer Bees beat Brian Blair and Jumping Jim Roselle versus the Islanders. Haku and Tama with Bobby Heenan. The Bees start out hot. The Islanders counter with power moves. Jesse puts over Haku as usual. B. Brian Blair takes over, but Haku nails him for Tama to cover for the pin. Mean Gene interviews Slick in the one-man game. Slick says the USA Olympic team are losers. He says, who needs a team when, you are, when you've got a game? This is a subtle dig at Mean Gene, whose son was on the 1988 Olympic hockey team, as well as Ken Patera, who has the Olympic athlete and gear thing going. Ken Patera versus the one-man gang was slick. Gang attacks Patera while Patera is taking off his warm-up pants. Classic heel move. Patera fights back. He then gets the full Nelson on Gang and lifts him off of his feet at one point. This goes back and forth. Gang hits a massive clothesline and pins Patera. They brawl after and slick his Patera with his cane. Mean Gene then interviews Hulk Hogan. He says he's a stark raving Hulkamaniac. I bet he's a stark raving something but Hulkamaniac's probably not at the top of that list. He also keeps saying the multi-million dollar man, and this was Hogan's catch in late 1987, early 88. He just couldn't say million dollar man. He had to always say multi-million dollar man. Jesse and Vince then recap the night and sign off from Nashville. There are a number of ways that you can contact me. You can follow the show's Twitter at Cup of Joe Pod. You can email the show at cupofjoewrestlingshow at gmail.com. You can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the Joey Harris. Thank you for joining me this week. This is Joey Harris saying so long from Stately Maine Manor. The Cup of Joe Wrestling Show is a production of Baby Kangaroo Media. 